Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Right now, we go from one Imus legend, Larry Kenny, to a WFAN legend, one of the all-time greatest radio voices and men. You'll ever meet, and Bernie adored this guy like I do, the great Steve Summers. Schmoozer, good morning. How are you, pal? And good morning uh, to you, Sid. Under these circumstances, I'm sorry that uh, we're coming on uh, uh, for this, uh, uh, paying some homage and remembering a, a terrific individual, a terrific radio guy. But it is uh, wonderful, as I try uh, most mornings, to hear your voice as I take uh, my uh, wife to work. And the bottom line is, uh, under these circumstances, I'm sorry we're having this kind of discussion, but to remember uh, Bernard is something that uh, will, is a lasting memory. And uh, that's the best way to honor anyone that you cared about, that you liked, and even loved uh, uh, for who he was and what he did and how versatile he was. And if there was some kind of uh, some kind of uh, Mount Rushmore uh, for radio files, Bernard would have to be on it. Wow. Uh, and what a team. Uh, they really made WFAN in the very beginning. WFAN in the very beginning, starting in 87, didn't get off to a good start. But when Imus came, when Bernard came as his producer, Lou Rafino, the engineer, Charles McCord, Imus a sidekick, and one of the things that I admired so much about uh, Bernard, first of all, he was bright, he was witty, uh, he went with the flow, he knew radio like nobody else, and demonstrated how versatile, not only being the kind of producer he was for Imus, he was the backbone of that program. And one thing about Imus, as we all know, uh, the late Don Imus, uh, was very moody. He would rant and rave at his own staff, rant and rave at me, rant and rave at, at just about anyone if he was in that kind of mood. But one thing about Bernard, uh, Sid, was that Sid would counterpunch. Uh, Sid was not a yes man, and we all know that from his work with you, a terrific team in the morning on uh, 77. And the bottom line, if uh, Imus uh, threw him a jab or a right hook, uh, Bernard would uh, would counter. That's true. And I'll tell uh, you, another question for you, though, Steve, is that you owned a piece of real estate just about every time of the day at WFAN. You did that midday show with Ross Salzberg. Got great yeah. ratings, by the way. Then yeah. you went on to do the show at night after Mike and Chris, you know, in between the games. But you really made your bones as the overnight guy before Joe Beningo. Uh, people loved Steve Summers' overnights. Now, my question is, yeah. you must have been doing overnights when the Imus crew would come in the next morning. You yes. must have seen those guys, right, Bernie? Yeah. So that, and that's how I know Bernard. No, I wasn't as close to Bernard as uh, you became and and as he was with uh, with his staff. Uh, but I was working uh, with Russ 
uh, from 10 to 1 in the morning, midday, and they were getting off at 10. So there were many moments either during the IMAS program, and sometimes uh, because I always showed up so early, uh, I would talk with them sometimes, rare, but sometimes before the show, sometimes during the show, and certainly after uh, his program. And, and again, I mean, just a Renaissance guy. I mean, not only was he, as I said before, the backbone, he was able uh, to make the IMAS program, uh, uh, you know, listenable. Uh, uh, that's the right word. He just he knew who to go and get. He was on top of everything. He, uh, whether it was light, whether it was heavy material, uh, Bernard was up to the yep. task. I mean, he one of a kind. That's why I say Renaissance guy, because he could produce and be behind the scenes and deal with a very often moody. Don Imus, and, and yet he used to call me overnight as Al Sharpton. <laughs> he got he me with Sharpton. He put on voices. Yeah. He was Baba Booey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was Al Sharpton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, he reeled me in all the time. Oh, me too. He buried me with Antoine from the Bronx. He buried yeah. Joe Beningo with Jerome. He, he got all of us. He, and he would have Ray Martel lock the phone so we yeah. couldn't hang up on him. Exactly. <laughs> he, he was uh, really with a sense of humor. I mean, he checked all the boxes. And really, mm. when I heard about it and when I read about it, it was... Just awful and yeah. shocking yeah. and very sad. Yeah. Uh, and it, let me say this. I've never mentioned this before. Uh, when I was on the air in 2019, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I was given uh, and I was told by uh, my doctor that it was aggressive. And uh, uh, but I had the choice of either surgery and uh, anyone with uh, prostate cancer, most men over 40, 45, 50 should all, always, you know, check their PSA level on any kind of blood test uh, and always uh, check because it's very, very common. But it's also very treatable if caught early yep. enough. Yep. And so I didn't have um, uh, surgery. Uh, Mark Chernoff uh, our boss at uh, WFAN, he had his prostate removed by surgery. I had radiation for 10 weeks, and then that was followed by two years of hormone therapy. In fact, this Wednesday, every three months, I go and check uh, with uh, my uh, urologist and uh, the doctor that uh, did uh, all the work with me. And I'm lucky that uh, that cancer is gone. Thank God. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, you're not Thank kidding. God. I know, I, I, no, no, I got the news when you were sick, and, and I was uh, very upset. And look, Bernie did not have to die. That's the bottom line. He had a very high PSA two years ago. I mean, extremely high. And, uh, you know, he's a tough guy, tough Irish kid like me. Yeah. Didn't want to go to the doctor. It was 18 two years ago. Yeah. And, um, and of course, it got it aggressively spread. It ended up in his brain, and that was that. But uh, you did the right thing, thank God. And you're still here with us this morning talking about it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up sports with, uh, with the great Steve Summers. Our Mets, a really disappointing ending to a 100-win season. But the Yankees are still at it. They, get a, they had a horrible loss on Saturday, but a big win last night. What would you say, if you're on the band this afternoon, about the Yankee prospects tonight? 
Well, I think they're going to win at home, and uh, they're the better team, really. Uh, the one thing about uh, the Guardians is that they put the ball in play, and on occasion, as you know, Sid, Yankee, uh, the Yankees' defense can be a little bit shaky. Uh, they, but they put the ball in play. Uh, they get singles. Uh, they, you know, certainly uh, two games ago. I mean, what they did in the ninth inning was almost miraculous. And the Yankees, what? were something like, what is it, like 167 and zero when taking a multi-run lead into the ninth inning. And so losing was eye-opening. But I think last night was more of what we're going to see uh, later on today. Uh, and, of course, that's going to affect their rotation, you know, because of Cole having to go uh, last night. And I guess uh, Cortez is going to go and start today. No, they're going to actually start uh, Jamison Tyone today. But you're oh, right. Okay. Yes, but they did have to start Cole in one and four. So if they do move on tonight, that does give them uh, Nelson Cortez in game one against the Astros. Nelson you know, Cortez. Something about Cortez, and this comes from being a Metropolitan fan. The thing with Cortez, if you look at his uh, track record, his ERA was double digits everywhere else he worked. Yep. And I wonder if his ears are shining. <laughs> you know, so the, the, the bottom line is, I mean, he was throwing one hitters for seven innings and uh, so forth and so on. So he's resurrected. Yep, he has. You know, his career. Now, he's been great. So, now, one more. I want to move past the Jets and Giants because sure. everybody thought they'd be last place teams. And it's unbelievable that they're a combined nine and three. The Giants five and one, one game back of the Eagles and the Jets four and two. I mean, this is unbelievable. But, but uh, my favorite team, maybe, along with the Mets and the Rangers, and uh, we came close last year. We yeah. lost a bad game against the Jets a couple nights ago, but we looked very good early. Zabinijad looks great. Steve Summers, is this the year, the first time since Messier in 94, that yeah. we raised the cup again at Madison Square Garden? Well, I don't know about that. I would love that. I mean, of course. I mean, uh, it's been way too long uh, since the 94 Icelander fans are soon going to be chanting 94-94, replacing 1940. So the bottom line is they're good. But, you know, it's um, what they have to do uh, with, uh, with, their, um, with the young guys. We have to see uh, growth from uh, Capo and Lafreniere. They have to step up. And if they do and reach uh, even maybe sooner than more sooner than later uh, all their potential, uh, the Rangers will be a contender, that's uh, for sure. Yeah. You know they're a playoff team, and you also know that anything could happen yep. once uh, the second season begins with hockey. Yep. So, and Shosturkin, it'll be – I don't know if he can repeat – what he was doing last year, by far and away, as in a trophy winner, uh, best goalie in the league, I don't know if he can repeat uh, some of what he was doing all of last year, but it would be nice if he could. 60 seconds to go. Bernard passes away, which is uh, killing me slowly every day. Uh, but what I've done over the last, I don't know, five days, not me, the whole station, I shouldn't share just me, is yeah. I brought back such a tremendous amount of talent. Uh, guys from FAN, you've been on, Chris Russo, Mike Francesa, all of the IMIS guys, McCord, Kenny, Bartlett, Breen, all been on this show. Yeah. Countless other politicians and New York people who love Bernard. And I've come to the crashing realization, Steve, that right now 
there's more talent off the air in New York City than on the air. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, you, I, I love it when you call me a legend. That's highly overrated. No, it's not. You're a legend. No, it is so. Uh, everything is bloated and inflated, not only inflation economically, but <laughs> but everything is – I'm, I'm a legend. That's, basically, it's over uh, underwhelming and overrated. <laughs> That's the kind of legend that I am. I lasted 34 years there, and I'm very proud of that. And when I was going through my prostate cancer radiation, that was 7 in the morning at uh, Lenox Hill Hospital, not far from where I live on the Upper East Side, and I never missed a day of work. And I never told anyone, I never said anything about it on the air because that wasn't really my job, and everyone's got their own problems. But I think because of Bernard's passing and because it is so important, and I, by accident, uh, you talk about PSA numbers, mine went from 6 to 26. So a biopsy was done, and they saw that it was aggressive and cancer. And I got lucky because of the blood test and the PSA number uh, that went from 6 to 26. So... Uh, I I think I was very, very lucky in the message, and Bernard would echo this too, and and certainly anyone that is a a male, especially so, over the age of 40, maybe over the age of 50, but in that uh, middle-aged neighborhood, that you get a checkup and get that uh, get that under control if, God forbid, you know, that PSA number is higher than it should be. You're a, uh, you are a legend. You're very humble, but you're a legend. Uh, you're also a favorite of everybody in this city. Bernard loved you. Lou loves you. I love you. Yeah. And every time you come on, it's really, really special. So thank you for coming on today, and you stay well and keep coming back. Okay, Steve? Uh, thank you for thinking of me, and, and again, uh, and the next time will be uh, maybe a happier time and a happier conversation. The bottom line is thanks for thinking of me, Sid. I love you very much. Thank we you. miss too. you. Uh, very, very much. Missed you at the station, and uh, miss seeing you as often as I as I did uh, when you, you uh, and I were both at the same place. So always the very, very best to you and your audience as well, Sid. Thank you, Steve. You're a tremendous man. I love you. Uh, best to Robin, too. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you. Thank All right. You. The bye great bye. Steve Summers there, folks. There he is. That's a kind-hearted man Always right there. Always humble, too. He I never know. accepted his... He, he, he hates that stuff. He's legendary yeah. status, though. Yeah. He is really there. <laughs> I get an erection every time somebody says to me. He's like, no, no, no. You know what he says? He goes, that means I'm getting old. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 